no matter how big a guy might be, Nikki would take him on. You beat Nikki with your fists, he comes back with a bat. You beat him with a knife, he comes back with a gun. And if you beat him with a gun, you better kill him because he'll keep coming back until you watch the greatest movie of all time. Today on the show, Casino. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, the bad guy, Rick Barrasso. And I, your co-host, Nikki Santoro Boski. We're going to watch every single movie ever made, and we're going to help figure out which is the greatest of them all. How are you doing today, Derek? Doing fantabulous. How about yourself? I'm doing great. And I'll tell you why I'm doing great. Because we watched another Scorsese casino let's hear some business first before we get into that. Last week, we had an episode on Bronx Tale. A great episode, as always. Check that one out or any of our library. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Whatever app you use, subscribe. Review if you can. It's extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed that episode, if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We're at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rick on Instagram. And you can always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would, of course, love to hear from you. And as our old friend who grew up to become a psychopath and really just harass us at our place of work, Bruce Wayne would say, Tell your friends about us. But now let's continue the Pesci Challenge. It's time for Casino. Casino is a 1995 epic crime drama. It's directed by the aforementioned Martin Scorsese. It stars uh, Bobby Money himself, Robert De Niro, as Sam Rothstein. Joe Pesci, the reason for the season, Mr. Pesci himself, as Nikki Santoro. And Sharon Stone as Ginger. It made... $116.1 million in a $50 million budget. It's got an 8.2 on the Internet Movie Database, a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 73% on Metacritic. Ebert. Four out of four. Martin Scorsese's fascinating new film, Casino, knows a lot about the Mafia's relationship with Las Vegas. Todd McCarthy. Yep. (laughs) Thanks, Raj. Thank you. He's, I mean, listen, the movie's like three and a half hours long. He was on the deadline. Um, Todd McCarthy from Variety says, uh, Martin Scorsese's intimate epic about money, sex, and brute force is a grandly conceived study of what happens to good fellas from the mean streets when they outstrip their wildest dreams and achieve the pinnacle of wealth and power. For negative one, Desan Thompson the Washington Post says, after coming out gangbusters in its first and finest hour, the 180-minute movie loses all of its chips in the remaining two. So, Derek. So, he's he's basically saying that the the movie meanders a little bit. What a a strunce. 
I actually kind of agree with that. I think it's uh, It's bullshit. It's bullshit. I well bullshit. eh, All right. Well, we'll talk about it. All right. So, uh, Derek, you picked this one. I did a Rex pick if there ever was one. Okay. I forgot that I picked it. (laughs) You did. Yep. Uh, I was going to ask you why you picked it, but apparently you don't remember. Well, Uh, I mean, it's Scorsese. I mean, come on. Come on. Sure. Scorsese. Um, what uh, what are your earliest memories of seeing this movie? Um, you know, I don't remember when I first saw it. It was probably around the same time I saw Goodfellas for the first time. But I will say that I watched the movie on television very, very, very often when it was on. And when I was older, probably in like my 20s, I actually bought the DVD of Casino, watched it on DVD and was like, oh, my God, this is so much more violent than the TV version. I had no idea, uh, specifically when... Um, Mickey Santoro is beaten to death with bats. Um, it is horrific to see that on, 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 you know, the DVD, but that's my memory of, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, you know, another one where it's probably, you know, in high school or, or like early college when I first saw it. And it was another one of those ones where I'm like, I've seen like a ton of parodies of the movie before I ever actually saw the movie. Like I, I, I just like, for some reason, I knew like Sharon Stone in a casino movie, like, like somehow that archetype was like in my head before I ever saw the movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's this is definitely a movie where you have to like clear out an afternoon and like this is this is what you're doing for the day. Yeah, I, I watched it today, you know, yeah. and it was like, don't really want to pause it because it's just going to just spend more time with it. But it's a long movie. Right. So speaking of that, if you don't have the three hours to uh, designate uh, to watch the movie, you should make time if you can. But uh, let's keep you updated with what actually happens in the movie as best we can. Uh, in We're going to boil down the 180 minutes to 30 seconds. So, Derek, are you are we doing songs? Are we just timing it out? What's the uh... Scorsese has a has a method to his madness. He always, especially in his big epic movies, there's always a montage toward the end with a really great song and how everybody either is getting killed or getting arrested. <laughs> and uh, this one was uh, a great song. It's a House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. So I'm going to be playing that. It. There is a house in New Orleans, indeed. Three, me down. two, one, go. Sam Rothstein is given an assignment by the mob to run a large casino in Vegas. Uh, his childhood friend, Nicky Santoro, is assigned to run the day-to-day operations for the city for, by the same syndicate. Uh, Sam meets and marries a socialite named Ginger. Ginger ends up being a terrible wife, drug-addicted, and abusive to their daughter. But the pride of Sam and the psychosis of Nicky, along with Nicky sleeping with Sam's wife, lead the mafia to turn on them and killing everyone involved except Sam, who can still make money for them with his, uh, his handicapping. 28 seconds. Nicely done. This is a movie where a lot happens and also not a lot happens. Yeah. I mean, this is another one of those like no plot movies. Scorsese yeah, puts zero, out. Yes. This is very, I can, I can see Well, we'll get, we'll get to it, but let's talk about what we like first. Uh, Derek, what is your number three favorite scene? This is more of a collection of scenes. I like, I, I love narration. That's the narration that Scorsese does in his movies, but this specifically, do, like, unlike unlike last week's episode, I do enjoy the narration a lot in this movie. Um, I like 
when you know you go through the casino and you learn about how the process is happening who's taking the money back to the mafia i like the scene where you know rothstein's explaining like who's watching who inside the casino like there's the pit boss watching this guy and this guy's watching this guy and then the 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 glass ball on the ceiling is watching everybody and then they start like catching different people cheating and stuff and it's i love those those scenes it's it's like really super informative like to see actually how a casino really does work and then to see like how it then it, it connects to the mafia and how they get their money and um it's pretty extraordinary to think that like they're all sitting around at a table these mafia bosses and they're like wait a minute you're telling me that the money that we're skimming is being skimmed like it's just hilarious to me like of course it is people put money in their yeah. pockets like duh but it's just it's hilarious i love all those segments yeah it's just like oh the yeah the, the mob just doesn't know how the new fucking criminal enterprises out west are quite working right let me ask you that i was, I was saving this for miscellaneous but you, you mentioned sort of like all those scenes where it's like, this is how the, the like, this is who's watching who. Like, this is how this thing in the in the casino works. This is how that thing in the casino works. Is this with this movie? If it were being made today, would it not be like a twelve episode limited series on Netflix or HBO or something oh, like? that? I think it would be. A, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah, because you could slow this down big time and really flesh out the characters I agree. too. And I, th- I think that's what I mean. We'll get to it in my dislikes, but I think that like, it, 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 this movie meanders a little bit, and it's like, okay, we're here for three hours. Like, yeah, it's a cool scene that we have to know, uh, you know, that, that we see like how the casino works, but like this is not moving the story forward at all, you know. Mm. Whereas like, if it's you get more time, it breeds a little bit, and maybe every episode you have a little thing where like, oh, this is how this thing works in the casino. Well, especially because Marty, I, I use the word Marty because he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, of um, he, Marty. He, he likes to Marty. Um, yeah, Marty, come on the show. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I just lost my train of thought. Fuck. He Your likes to do Marty. He likes to do something. I can't remember yep. what that is that he, he enjoys, does. He, I, I, if I, if I had to guess where you're going, it's like he enjoys showing how, like the, the ins and outs of his story. You know. Well, he enjoys a lot of his movies are based on real stories. Sure. And this is a true story. I know some of the characters are changed and stuff, but when you're going to do a real story like this and you really want to make it, you know, fleshed out. Yeah. I think think a mini series or something would do it, do it justice. So, yeah. So my number three scene is the scene. It's kind of an odd scene, but I, I I really get a laugh out of every time. It is the scene where uh, Sam declines to rehire uh that like idiot employee because you're firing yeah. me it, it it's the meeting he has with like the gaming commissioner who yeah, whatever yeah. That guy's, pat webb his, yep. his position the cowboy right and it's like you cut you cut to nero he's sitting at his desk and he stands up and he's in his underwear in this like ridiculous suit yep. and he's like yeah and he's like all right yeah call me in uh call me in four minutes it's like why why four minutes like right. he's like i got the shit down to a science like and he's he he puts on this fucking super like seventies, early eighties nonsense fucking pants. It, was it like pink or blue? Like it's ridiculous. I think he's wearing pink suit multiple times. Yeah, and the, the movie, sh- yeah. shoes are the same color as his suit. It's, right. it's, it's wild. And it's just like, I love his performance in that scene where he's just like, I can't do it. Can't do it. I was like, I, I respect you. Thank you. I, yep. I appreciate it. Can't do it. And so he's, he's just, he's not trustworthy. If he knew about it, then I don't want him here. If he didn't, he's too dumb to work here. Yeah. <laughs> 
just very matter of fact in that yeah. scene. And, like, and, that, and it bites him in the ass, obviously. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's one of the scenes where he's like, you know, I said in the description, like his pride, like he just can't be fucking wrong. Right. Like it's just, it's such a fucking like East Coast Goomba or like Chicago fucking, even though the character's Jewish, but like he's, De Niro's just doing his fucking gig. Yeah. To be character. fair, he could have just threw that guy in the kitchen. Yeah. And he even asked us like, here's, yeah, like here's a, you know, this, this guy, Pat Webb is like, yeah, you know, he's my brother-in-law. Is there anything? He's like, I understand he's an idiot. Like, is, can you throw him something? Yeah. No. Like put him in the kitchen. He's fucking, like, put him in the parking lot. Like just whatever. Like S- Sam Rothstein makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And one of them is definitely this. And another one is definitely trusting ginger, but it's like, come on. He, he's not a smart guy. He's maybe he's smart in the casino business, but he's not a smart people person. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he just, he, he can't read people. Like he's just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. He, he, like the only time he correctly reads somebody is Nikki when it's like, Nikki's a fucking psychopath. And I know this right. to the note of my whole life. Right. Uh, but yeah. So what's your, uh, what's your number two? My number two is actually the uh, House of the Rising Sun segment, uh, typical Scorsese, where everyone starts getting quote unquote clipped. <laughs> uh, I love that narration of Joe Pesci when he's like, when all the big bosses were getting their arraignment or whatever, you know, people are going to get clipped. Yeah. And it's just like these all these people getting killed, like getting shot in the head and thrown in a ditch and people just f- found dead everywhere. And uh the, what is it like the guy who was like running the, the the scheme in the back of the casino he was like out in his like hawaiian home or whatever and like the guy breaks into his house and shoots him it's just such yeah, a, he was in, he was a in brutal in, scene yeah he was in like it was yeah i forget where they say he was but he was like far away yeah he was like no danger to anybody right and 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 you know it's he's like, like in costa rica i think is it. and like, I, he, I think one of the scariest moments in the he's, in, he's in, in fucking jurassic park and like we fucking found you and the, the best part about that is like they say it's it's not he's not even killed because of his like actions in this it's like his stepson or something like that. Like it's pinched for something else. And he's like, right, right. He's like, oh, he might try to protect him. And so right. might as well get rid of him. Yeah. And then like the, the I think the scariest scene, and, and I think when it comes to the mafia, I think it's like how scary it can be and how quickly you can get killed was like all the mob bosses were talking about Andy Stone and they're like, no, 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 he's a good kid. He's a good kid. And then Remo's like, why take a chance? And then he gets, yeah, he, the- he gets, he gets killed. And it's like, what's that easy? You know? The, um, the banality of you. This this movie is, is very good with like showing how like the banality of like you know ni- like you know the fucking the vice scene where Nikki like pops a fucking guy's eyeball out of his head and he's just you like, made yeah, me pop your eye out for Charlie M. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then he just leaves. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna go about my day. Like it's it's yeah. yeah, but that 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 scene is 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 excellent. So my number two is the scene where. Uh, Ginger uh, returns home and eventually like steals the crash her car into Sam's car and gets like that, that whole thing where she's freaking out. Sam's like, just come down. Like, would you like you fucking chill out? Like you're not going in the house. You're not going in the house. The cops show up. Yep. And you know, Ginger's in the house. Like I gotta get the fuck like freaking out. She's tweaking like clearly. And you know, he's Sam's outside talking to the cop. And she's like, Oh, you get, you know, how you doing? Like what's going on? Like, and then Sam realizes she gets the key and he's like, oh, fuck. Like, he just, you know. Another dumb move. He, he puts it under her name. I mean, how dumb can you be? Well, he's like, he he lays it out, too. And it's like, 
she is like, you gotta, I gotta trust you. I, she I lays it out for him when they first met. He like asked her to marry. She's like, you don't want to marry me. She's like, I don't love you. Right. It was like an hour into the movie. She says that. <laughs> right. And she's in love with fucking, you know, Lester Diamond, Lester Diamond, who is like almost as bad a person as the actor who plays him. <laughs> uh, and like. Yeah, fucking James Woods talking about a fucking psychopath, but and moving on. Uh, yeah, he. It, but it's just a great scene. I think, uh, you know, Sharon Stone's like excellent here. She. It just it's like totally exasperated and like. It's just it's just it's a super fun scene. And then like they get to the bank and the cops are like, we can't do anything. We should, like, sorry. We yeah. Can't. I love De Niro's acting in this scene, especially when she's with the cops and she's trying to get in. And De Niro's like, if she calms down, I'll let her in the house. And she's like, you motherfucker. He's like, if she calms down. You see how she's acting. See, I yeah. love De Niro. Like, he's just so De Niro. And he fucking drives away with his, like, bumper dragging against the fucking... <laughs> Him and fucking Don Rickles. Rickles. I had this from my, my miscellaneous. Why are we hiring John... Why are we casting Don Rickles? And yeah, like he's, he's serviceable. I mean, it's like a straight man. It's bizarre. Yeah. It is. It is bizarre that you, yeah, he's like the, one of the like yeah. most famous comedians not, ever. Yeah, I'm not saying don't like John Rickles has been in stuff. He's like he's a fun actor, but like let him loose a little bit. He's maybe playing like maybe, a, maybe John Rickles wanted this. He's like I want to be serious in this one or something. Who knows? Maybe, but like but, at some point he'd be like, listen, Don. Yeah, like it's I don't know. It, like it's 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 weird. Yeah. Um. So what's your number one scene? So. There are scenes in movies that are, you know, we talked about this in the American History X movie, and we talked about scenes in City of God, like, you know, with the kids being killed. Like, there are scenes that, like, they're hard to watch, but they stay with you because they're just, they're powerful. And the scene that stays with me in Casino is the the ending with Nikki and his brother um, in, out in the desert. It's just so fucking brutal. Um, I, you know, I've watched Game of Thrones a zillion times. I've seen The Sopranos, Breaking Bad. I've seen all these TV shows. I've seen tons of movies where there's violent stuff happening. But that scene where they're getting beaten to death with bats, it's just so fucking brutal. Um, and there's that one shot where, like, Nikki, like, falls back into the, into the grave. And he's just, like, they just throw sand in his face. And he's yeah. just, like, she's, like, just choking. It's definitely animatronics. But. It's such a fucked up scene. And even, I, I guess, miscellaneous here, but Joe Pesci actually broke a rib when he was getting thrown in there, um, which sucks. But you yeah. gotta, I guess you got to just go through it. But the fact that, like, you know, Nikki's a piece of shit, but, like, watching your brother get beaten to death is brutal. And then you get killed yourself. It's just one of those scenes where, like I said, watching it on TV, it wasn't even half as bad as it was in the movie. Because in yeah. the movie, they show you, they show him falling into the grave and his him like choking with blood all over his face and sand going in his mouth. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then, of course, his friend Frankie betrays him. So it's even worse, you know? Betrays him. Yeah. Like, I guess. But he's yeah, like, you know. Yeah. Nikki's a psych, but like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough way to go. His brother probably didn't deserve that. But like, yeah, Nikki had to, had to go. Like, he was a fucking dangerous, murderous. Oh, totally. And, and there's a moment where I feel bad for him because he's like, he's still breathing. You know, leave him alone. And it's like, yeah. it's sad, but it's like, you're not, you're fucking like, not yeah. case, so. The brother didn't deserve it, as far as I can tell. He was just kind of a run in the mill D bag. Like, yeah. Actually, his, he was in his, on his stuff. His like, brother has a great scene earlier on when he like spits inside the spits sandwich. In the cop sandwich. And he, yeah. he, gives, he gives him this sandwich, like, hey, 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 have a good night. He's like, you fucking jerk off. He's like, oh, how you doing? <laughs> like, it's just, I love that stuff. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, my my number one scene is actually like your number two and number one. It's kind of stuck them together because they happen like right next to each other. 
just like the the purging of everyone involved in this whole situation. Yep. And I will say, like, it's like it's funny right up until it isn't. Like right up, like when they hit uh, Nikki with the bat, and like he just goes Ugh, in the narration. Oh yeah, yeah. He, his narration just stops. It's, yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, when he gets hit with the bat, it's interesting how he went that direction with that. Like the narration is like in real time, sort of. It's it's interesting. Yeah, you know, you know, I, you know what I, I love like another little bit that I love that like, it I can't give it its own like spot here, but I love that like Frankie gets like ten seconds of narration. He's like, "What could I say?" Yeah, it's like, "What we're in this guy's head now?" Like, what's yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah, Frankie's little narration. It's um, like, okay, we're th- like we're with two people here, and it's like, oh no, here's one other guy. Like, here's. Yeah, another thing that I can't say that it's in my top three scenes, but another moment. I love Nikki's accent. His like St. Louis. He's like yeah. he's talking about all the, the he's like he's like we had all the high tech equipment, the scramblers, cameras that see in the dark. Like his accent <laughs> is so fucking weird. He's yeah, uh, I I it's it's quite the uh, quite the accent. And, uh, and, and, and I, I also yeah. love how Nikki like forgets everything because like in the beginning of the movie he's sitting in the car with, with Sam and he's like. What do you think about me coming, you know, moving out here? And he's like, I don't know, Nick. And later on, he's like, Remember when you asked me to move out? And he's like, When the fuck did I ever ask you if I came out here? Don't you ever go over my head again? <laughs> and I, I could, I could go on, but of course, we can't. Not in this podcast. Yeah. But uh, the way Joe Pesci delivers lines is just is spectacular. <laughs> Excuse me. So let's. Uh, so that's what we like. Uh, let's go to our least favorite part. What is your least favorite part of this movie? Um, I'm kind of a Scorsese mark, so it's hard for me to really nitpick his movies because I think it's just whatever he wants, he does. Um, I, I, I guess the narration's kind of weird where, like, you know, I, I, it, they just keep showing that scene over and over again where Sam Rothstein gets blown up in the car and then he doesn't and he's fine. And, I, you know, it's just that opening scene and I, I, it could be forgiven, but, like, the very beginning of the movie, you see Sam Rothstein go into the car Right away, as soon as he gets into the car, De Niro changes into a like a dummy, and yeah. it's so noticeable, and it blows yeah. up. And I'm like, you could have like worked I can't even around imagine. That. Like I've never seen this big, but I can imagine a movie screen is like so blatant, so like, blatant. I'm like, oh man, he's like he works so hard to like. And I know Scorsese actually edited this himself, so like I can't believe he wasn't like you oh, know. Thelma Schoonmaker edited it. Who huh? like Thelma Schoonmaker? Scorsese is like editing partner she's she's yeah whatever yeah it's and then miscellaneous it like it's it's scorsese scorsese was the first time he sat down and edited the entire movie himself that was in the miscellaneous or the uh, IMDb trivia is, so he's, yeah he's not he's not the credited editor oh uh, well uh, i mean yeah. e- e- either way it was noticeable and it should have been fixed <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i think this movie is too long i think there is stuff that could have been cut out and really would not impact the like it would not impact the story so much you know like yeah i i I, there's stuff that i and you know the the process of editing in a movie and like removing stuff is fucking painful there's stuff that you like potentially that doesn't move the movie ahead well what what kind of stuff would you would you remove if you were editing it um i mean the the like a lot of the stuff where it's like this is how the casino works, it doesn't like lead it doesn't, to anything. It, it doesn't move the story forward, but like I, I, you could say the same thing about like Tarantino movies where he like 
does flashback scenes. Like this is one of the but Tarantino's that's... movies generally are not three hours long. No, I get it, but they're close. Inglorious Bastards, two, some of them are two hours and forty minutes. But like, I, I don't know. That's I, fair, I, and I think I think the difference here is Tarantino scenes. And listen, we we could go over Tarantino scenes. Like I, I am sure and positive that there's stuff I would I would remove from some of his. They're my two favorite directors. That's why I can nitpick. Sure, um, but and, and positive. And I'm not like I'm, I'm you know I'm not in that mode right now, so I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But right. um, you know, like Tarantino scenes, Glorious Bastards in particular. There's a lot of scenes that are very slow and very long but I can't think of off the top of my head, anything that just like does not help the story. Right. This, like, this is a story about two guys fucking up their, like their gig. Right. Right. Doesn't really matter the ins and outs of the casino. You know, it doesn't matter who's watching who. Um, There's, there's stuff like that. And you know what, if we can get this movie down to two forty instead of three hours, that's a big difference when you when you get up in those numbers. I feel like right, right. Uh, but that that's just my you know my, my it's 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 long, and I get Scorsese is Scorsese, and like you just you give him a wide berth. But I think it just wasn't one hundred percent successful here. Okay. Um. So let's go to medals. Who do you have for your bronze medal? I have a tie. Okay. My tie goes to Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Um, both incredible, like always. Uh, just an honor watching them together in, in a movie. They just have great chemistry. Um, they just play the hell out of their parts, and they always do. And there's never cracks in their performances, at least on a level like this. Um, yeah, they're two of my favorite actors ever. Um, it was hard not giving in the silver, but they, they're tied for my bronze. Yeah, so my Bronze actually goes to Martin Scorsese. Um, I think that, you know, we, we talked a little bit like he, this is very much a Scorsese movie. It has all the Scorsese tropes and, you know, he's, he, he obviously gets like these unbelievable performances out of his actors, but I think it, it does go on for quite some time. So I think there's a bit of a weakness, so I can't really put anything any higher mm. uh, for me. But I, I, you know, obviously there's so much fucking skill whenever you watch, you know, you can take a Scorsese scene and, you know, break it down any minute of any one of his movies is like going to film school. Right. So, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a master, but I just don't think this is it. like, you know, and he, he fucking, he metals. So obviously it's like, he's, he, it's a great fucking showing for him, but it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just not his best. I think, okay. I think, uh, who's your silver. My silver goes to Sharon Stone. Um, she, this is her movie. She shines in this movie. I mean, if there's any, I don't know people who specifically know her career, but I mean, I mean, come on. I'm sure if you go to IMDb right now, I'm sure casino is going to be the first one you see, uh, for her and her performance is just, uh, it's, it's very detailed. She's, she's just a, she's a very strange character because she's like, she's beautiful, right? She's just this gorgeous woman. And she's just like this crazy person inside or like very selfish and self-centered and just wants like jewelry and stuff. And like, there are moments where you're like, Oh, she does care. And you're like, what am I talking about? No, it's, it's ginger. She's just a phony, you know? Um, but 
her crazy frantic scenes of her going crazy is just they're great you know and, and the, the one thing i always remember from the tv version well in the movie version she says um she goes, fuck you, Sam Rothstein. Fuck you. And she walks out. And But in the TV version, she says, frick. And I always remember that as a kid. It's her going, freak you, Sam Rothstein. Freak you. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I would say the second half of the movie for her is like just fucking crazy. And I think that, you know, from what I read from like the miscellaneous section is like she had two auditions for this movie and Scorsese canceled both. They called her a third time and she was like, fuck it, I'm not going. So she went to a restaurant with her friend and Marty tracked her down and went to the restaurant and like convinced her to, you know, to audition. So uh, Marty obviously wanted her and stuff. And I guess she had a lot of panic attacks on set because, you know, being that frantic and crazy all the time takes a toll on you. And there's a lot of scenes where like apparently Marty was like off screen holding her hand. Yeah, I I choose my silver medal winner as well. Um, Yeah, I think... Well, you know, I I wonder about Sharon Stone's career, and like, I I find myself asking this more and more about like women who are like extremely popular for like a short while, and then they kind of disappear. You know, right, right. Like she has this like she's like one of the biggest stars in the world, and then it's like she's gone overnight. Yeah, and it's like. You just kind of have to wonder with all the stuff that's coming out about different actresses being like, you know, certain producers being like, oh, she's quote unquote difficult to work with. You know, maybe there's more to it. Maybe she was kind of typecast herself as like a, a sex pot. Yeah. And like couldn't, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but I just wonder, like, I wonder if there's more to it than than we know. But because like in this movie, she like she, she shows her chops like she's clearly a great actress. Yep. You know, this is an unbelievable character. Yeah. You know, like you want to trust her, but at the same time, you're like, no, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Right, and, right. It could, know, we'll it, it could be a matter of, and I, can, I can't talk speak to this because I don't know, but the other movies that she's really been in, but like she's acting really well off of De Niro and Pesci. Yeah, oh, and that is she's, she's she stands with right with them. Yeah. Um, you know, I went over, I have, you know, for miscellaneous, I have other uh we'll, we'll go over it when we get to that but i like got the list of like the, the po- other actors that were considered for the character as i do from time to time and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go over and see like who we think would have worked would have you know how would have been um so who's your gold my gold is, is scorsese um and i think that you and i have the same four people here or three people depending on who you have in your in your gold but i think um it just you just juggle them around it just really depends and you know for me it's like when it comes to tarantino and scorsese it's hard for me to not make them my gold because they always create this world that's so interesting and you know it, it i'm lucky to see de niro and pesci and sharon stone in this world but marty just the way he puts scenes together the way the narration is the music he chooses is like it's just beyond belief. He's just, he's always hitting a home run in my opinion when he does big epic mafia esque movies. So he gets my gold here. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. My gold is your bronze the tie between De Niro and Pesci. Yep. You know, they're the, the, the co-leads of the movie. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to, to elevate one performance over the other because they are both like, they're definitely like co-main characters right. and you know, both of their performances are, are excellent. Um, you know, so just echoing what, what you had said before. Yeah. So let's go to recasting. 
Okay. So here's the interesting thing about recasting this. It kind of was already done. And I say that because I have watched the movie American Hustle. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right? That movie, that movie is such a letdown. Well, to me, it's like, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is clearly like the direction is like, you are Sharon Stone in Casino in this yep, movie. Right. You know, and like Christian Bale is doing De Niro and like, you know, he, he puts a little stank on it because he's Christian Bale. Right. And like Bradley Cooper is like, you know, kind of like he is like a little unhinged, like a Pesci character. Um, this is the problem with that movie is like nothing really happens in that movie. I like, mean, there's, there's stuff that happens, but like, you know, whatever. We're not here to, to like discuss that movie, but like, you know, if I was going to recast it, I could do worse than basically what they fucking did in that movie to recast these these because it's basically like the same roles. Did you re- so? Did you actually recast it? I did. Okay. I did. So, but I, I wanted to say that up front because, like, you know, some pretty good choices. Um, so I did. Uh, I did Sam. I did Nikki, and I did Ginger. Okay, I did Lester Diamond as well. Okay, who do you who do you have for Lester? Uh, Sam Rockwell. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, come on, he's Sam Rockwell. He's he can play sleazy very well, and uh, this would be great. I guess a, a quick miscellaneous about this is about James Woods is that when he found out that Marty was interested in casting him, he sent him a letter saying, "Anytime, anywhere, any movie, any fee." <laughs> So I think yeah. a lot. I think a lot of actors have done like Jonah Hill. I know like took a huge pay cut for the Wolf of Wall Street just to work with Scorsese. So it makes sense. I did consider Jonah Hill for Nikki, but I didn't go in that direction. Gia said that, and I laughed in her face because I think it's a horrible choice. Well, no, I don't think it is because like Pesci. If you look at Pesci, he's kind of like ridiculous looking as well. He is, uh, but like I don't know if Jonah Hill can 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 be menacing. Have like you seen that. recent pictures of him? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Jonah Hill's a yeah. great actor, but like, I, you know, it's just tough for me to. Whatever. Pesci's fucking. Listen, as as a fellow short fucking guinea like Pesci is, uh, you know, I, I'm 100 percent pro him. Like, you know, beat playing badass characters and like, you know, doing that. But I'm like, glad. On I'm, his face. I'm glad that you announced that you're absolutely pro Joe Pesci playing good characters. <laughs> no, I mean like short Italian guys in general. Right, but right. like, if you if you look at him, like he's not he's not what you think of when you think about like an intimidating mob boss well that's the thing too like you know when you're recasting we'll we'll obviously get to nikki but when you're recasting joe pesci it's like do you go short italian do you go short i think that you don't even have to go that direction um but he's a really he's a really tough actor to recast all right so let's where do you want to go first let's do ginger okay uh i went with uh olivia wilde good good choice beautiful beautiful girl and and you know i i hate to sound like a you know, male here. But I mean, that's, like, a, that's a big part of Ginger's character. You need, you she need, has, she, she yeah. has to be beautiful. It just, it just yeah. makes her character so much like interesting. Um, so I, I think Olivia Wilde's a great choice. Yeah. Who do you have? I have, um, and this again, I think Sharon Stone like broke out here. So I'm looking for a beautiful actress to break out in like a really dramatic role. And I picked Gal Gadot um, because I think she's flat out gorgeous. And I think that I she could. I don't know she, if she's a good enough actress. Though. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Th- that's the thing. Like, was Sharon Stone before this, or was it like? Um, you know, she got her, you know, she I, had chops and nobody knew it. And then Casino, she came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gal, Gal Gadot, I think, is perfect for Wonder Woman. Well, that, and that's the thing. Like, I could have went with the obvious choice. And for me, the obvious choice to play Ginger would have been like Margot Robbie. 
Yeah. But it's too obvious. And I was like, who else could I pick? But um, I, I've never seen Wonder Woman personally. So I don't Maybe she's just superhero status she, and that's it. But yeah, she was she's excellent. And in, in the first Wonder Woman is, is a very good movie. And she's she's perfect for the role. Um, I've not liked her so much in other stuff that I've seen her in. Um, but you know what? She maybe she could surprise me. You never know. Right. Uh, so let's go with let's go. Let's go, Sam. OK, let's go, Sam. Uh, I wanted the guy who I, I like him a lot as an actor, and I, I think he can do that kind of like De Niro's sort of like very matter of fact delivery in this. Yep. You know, this this guy, I think, is a very good actor. I, I, I hope he wouldn't like he could go a little wacky with it, but I don't think he will. Uh, this is Joel Edgerton. OK. Yep. You know, I think he's a he's he can t- tend to be a straight man, but he can also do a little crazy. And I think that's I think that you know if if we, if we had Scorsese there, he'd kind of point it in the right direction. Right. Uh, who do you have? Um, this is kind of a cop out, I guess, but I just for some reason wanted to see DiCaprio in this movie. I sure. think that he's like Scorsese's guy now, obviously, and I think that he would do a good job. But there's a few actors I thought of. Um, you're gonna th- probably think this is kind of weird, but I kept picturing Johnny Depp. Um, considering he was, you know, he plays Whitey Bulger, he plays uh, Donny Brasco. I think he, Johnny Depp ten to fifteen years ago. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, but I think that, you know, De Niro was probably if, if like fifty. It, yeah. yeah, if he did, if Depp did it now, it'd be too weird. It might be too weird. Yeah, depending. Uh, but there's a few actors I thought of, and I was thinking like DiCaprio in like the pink suit and being kind of yeah. like goofy in that sense, and then like having a friend who's out of control. Yeah. Um, you know, that that could be a thing. But I I, I think I like DiCaprio was playing the, the guy who's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I kind of went with him just because like I like to see him in anything at this point. All right. So I went I went Nikki and I thought about it and I felt there was only one guy who could really pull this role off. And it's a guy when you look at him, you have no idea what he's going to do next. And he's a master of weird accents. And that, of course, is Tom Hardy. OK. He was the first person I thought of, and I was like, too easy. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I couldn't put anyone else in it because it's like, it's too perfect. Right. Okay. So who do you got? So I have actually two that I am mm-hmm. struggling with, but I think I have my answer. So I will say back in Movie Did Goodfellas, I did recast Tommy DeVito with Stephen Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, short little British guy who's fucking brilliant and everything he's in, in my opinion. But I went with somebody who's probably too old for the role now, but I just want to see him in this and just go nuts because I like when he goes nuts, and that is Michael Shannon. Um, he's not a short guy. He's not an Italian yeah. guy, but he has an interesting face, and I like to see yeah, him go that's, crazy. That's another guy where it's like, like he walks in a room. It's like, what's he going to do? Exactly. I just what's- told G- I just told G- or like right before this, I go, by the way, you need to watch Knives Out with me because like it may not be like the yeah. greatest movie ever, but it's just a lot of fun. It's such and, it's such a fun movie. Yeah. And like he plays a surprise, like he plays against type yeah. in that movie. Yep, yep. He's like not crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole family's crazy, but he's crazy in an entirely different way. Right. Than than you're expecting Tom Hardy to be. Like you're very much expecting Tom Hardy to kind of be like almost like the Don Johnson character in that, where he's right. just like charming, charming, and then he's like fucking screaming and like it's yeah. Yep. Uh man yeah it, 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 it's kind of like you know interview with a vampire where like oh tom cruise plays the, the crazy one and not brad pitt kind of thing you know it's like they, they both i think tom, they were yeah you know what i mean it's just very strange well, I mean, how that tom happened. cruise is you know probably 
he's so like dedicated, you know, Tom Cruise, if he didn't, if he put as much energy into like dramatic roles as he did, like his action roles, like we, he could be yeah, yeah. obviously like, you know, he, he, he could be in contention. He has a lot of talent. He has yeah. A lot of talent. And that's, and that's the thing, like, and because of that reason, he's like low, low, low on my list of actors that I care about because he just takes action roles and not like real cool excellent things he's just but his action roles are like very good like he's he's i i I ignore them because i don't really like i as i've gotten older i don't really care about action movies as much i just much more care about dramatic roles but i would you've seen edge of tomorrow i haven't even heard of it uh you might know it under the name live die repeat it's basically it's tom cruise and it's sci-fi action groundhog day okay that sounds interesting it's very good. The later Mission Impossible movies, all great. Um, I'm not a Top Gun guy, so I'm probably gonna like unless it gets great reviews. Are you a Scientology see. guy? No, I'm not a Scientology <laughs> guy. But you know, Scientology is uh, not great uh, to say the least. But um, yeah, I, I feel like that's there are enough scumbag. Like if I can watch this and like just watch James Woods, who is like. Go on James, you know what? Don't go on James Woods' Twitter. But if you've ever seen James Woods' Twitter, uh, it's just filled with like disgusting, disgusting political rhetoric. Yeah. Like it's it's bad. Uh, But he's a very talented actor. I almost thought of Kevin Spacey for Sam Rothstein. I'm not going to lie about it. (laughs) You know, but yeah. I mean, it it, it just sucks, you know, because it's like love the characters, hate the person. It's tough to, to, to separate it, you know? Yeah. Um, so miscellaneous uh i'll just go first because i think yeah, i did most it. of mine during it i just have one more yeah. thing um only th- I, I guess that scorsese told De Niro and pesci he was like here's where you begin and here's where you end everything in the middle is up to you guys so they improvise almost all their scenes yeah and i thought that was really cool that is that is i mean if you're gonna have two people do it um you just you, i mean i mean of course al pacino is the real gold in this movie but you know, he's the one who improvises more so than what, anybody. What role would Al Pacino like? Just take out take out the two main characters. What role would Pacino play? Al Pacino would be be the best Lester Diamond. What's that? What's that in that fucking <laughs> kid? What's that in that kid that you're up in a fucking me? in a fucking box? <laughs> I lo- actually I do love that scene when you mentioned it. Sort of the scene in the phone booth where you know Scorsese is actually off screen holding yeah. Sharon Stone's hands. I love in the background the little kid. <laughs> yeah. It's just like just her and Lester just like fuck like you know what happened like, in the in the missile in, in the trivia I read that Sharon Stone told the girl to piss off James yeah. Woods at every That's chance perfect. she got. Yeah. That's so it works so well on screen. <laughs> um he's like she she started it. He's like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> he calls and then I'm pretty sure he calls him after he gets his ass kicked by like Rothstein's men. He's like you, there's a, there's like a faraway shot of them driving away and he goes, You fucking chicken shit. Can and I'm like, does he, yourself? Does, he, does, he, does, does James Wood say chicken shit and everything he's in? <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Family Guy, when he finds out I mean, that I don't recall it in Hercules, but right. I could be I could be misremembering. And like I think in Family Guy, when he's like Peter takes over James Woods' like life. And he's like, oh, and, and he's like, I'm going to, it's going to be played by David, Sp- David Spade. And he's like, I would never cast David Spade. He's like, that little <laughs> fucking chicken shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know how accurate this is, but this is IMDb here. I just want to go over quickly a list of people who were wanted to 
played Ginger or were considered to play okay. Ginger. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Let's okay. give a thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm going to say thumbs in the middle, but trending down. Honestly, I, I just want to see her play Lucille Ball. I'm interested in seeing her performance in that. So we'll see. Yeah, should be interesting. Um, we might have, you know, I, we, we might have something to say about that movie um, in the near, near future, but we'll, uh, we'll cover that in a second. Yeah. Uh, Melanie Griffith. Mm. Eh. Renee Russo. Maybe. I could see, I could see it. Uh, yeah, say, say maybe, but okay. I don't think it would be as good. Right. Uh, Cameron Diaz, no. Cameron Diaz. Well, I'll tell you this: her acting chops are pretty bad, but she, nineteen ninety five was her hottest year. So you would, she, you could definitely see why Nero would see her on a, uh, you know, over a, uh, a security camera and be like, I have to marry that woman immediately. Right. Um, Uma Thurman. No. Um, I, I like Uma Thurman. I just don't think that she's see, got- again. You have to think this is 1995. I get it. But has she ever yeah. been like drop dead gorgeous? Oh, absolutely. I think she has been Uma yeah. Thurman. Really? I just, oh, in Pulp Fiction. I, I just a year after Pulp Fiction. I just picture her toes. I'm sick of seeing her fucking feet, man. Well, that's a that's Tarantino problem. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino uh, made her less and, attractive to me. And I think the other person who supposedly was offered the role and I think absolutely could have done it and was is probably the only other person who I would say still maybe over Sharon Stone is Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, especially mid-90s Michelle Pfeiffer. Oof, getting yeah. off of a Batman uh, Returns. Woof. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she's, she's, she's just an excellent actor. Excellent well. actress, yeah. She's at really under, underutilized right now in the MCU. Just want to say that out loud. I mean, she hasn't really had the chance to I be. know, but she's been in a couple things. Let's, let's, let's see her. Let's do some, do some acting. Just saying. She's been in, like, Three seats. They're getting a rich hand. I'm um, ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's all I had left. So uh, what are we eating with this movie? I mean, you get to have pancakes, right? With just a little bit of syrup and a little butter. Because why? They clog your heart. They do. They'll kill you. I love that scene because the kid's like, they clog your heart. And he's like, what a smart boy. He's like, okay, eat. I love it. It is the- a girl, not a boy. Oh, no, it's, it's Joe Pesci's kid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's, right. a boy. it's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah, I was uh, thinking it was- yeah. yeah, Joe Pesci. Uh, th- those are like the, the the cutest scenes when Joe Pesci is like, "I'm a fucking psychopath," but here's me making pancakes for my son. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and I love those scenes bit where he's just like, "Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I coached a little league team, but uh, you know, it's the 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 other coach is a is a cop, but you know, it's all right. We just that's that, and our thing is our thing." Yeah, the coach is like, I keep telling your son, you know, it's singles and doubles. He doesn't have to hit a home run every time. And Joe Pesci's like, "That's that's what I tell him. That's what I tell him." But he <laughs> likes to hit home runs. <laughs> Oh so God. let's go to the Oscars. And we've covered this year. We've covered this year once. And I do believe. And I do believe I Al do Pacino believe. was the champion. Uh, I think it was in our seven episode. Oh, yeah. Year. Seven was 95. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Seven was 95. I believe that's the only time we covered it. So. Uh, Best picture is one by Braveheart. Uh, other nominees are Apollo 13, uh, Babe, The Postman, which I believe we did replace with seven, and Sense and Sensibility. Rick, I'm going to just say this once. 
if you refuse putting in casino for babe it gets yeah, sense I think, sensibilities I think, I think i have to i think i have to leave the show sense and sensibilities out babe remains <laughs> you braveheart Apollo you want 13 um, babe oh, no casino and seven what a lineup <laughs> i hate you in so many what ways babe 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 in the big city do you like that one no no just the original like babe that's like the original <laughs> i can't believe that movie was nominated movie's better than you remember i guarantee you it's better than i you mean remember. you might be right about that but it just seems kind of strange that it's a movie about a pig you know i can even see charlotte's web but babe okay well as long as we get you know what I, I, that's fair we got casino in there i'm, I'm satisfied we had we, we didn't even have to touch babe we, yeah, we don't have to touch Babe. Congratul- congratulations. Babe is still in the running. Babe is still on the farm, not in the city. Mm-hmm. So Best Director is won by Mel Gibson uh, for Braveheart. Chris Noonan is nominated for Babe, even though he may or may not have actually directed it. There's some um, there's, there's some controversy who directed Babe, actually. Uh, Chris Noonan says he did it. George Miller said he did it. They both want credit for this movie so bad. They both they they do. It was a huge hit. Edward Norton apparently had a little bit to do with it because he was controlling. Ed Norton plays the duck, uh, <laughs> the neo-Nazi duck. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tim Robbins for Dead Man Walking, Mike Figgis for Leaving Las Vegas, and Michael Radford for The Postman. Uh, I say we get Chris Noonan out of there because who knows if he even directed it and Scorsese is it. That with me. Uh, best actor. So here's the interesting question. I mean, show rule, you know, except in ca- like major, you know, major like earth shattering cases, one actor per movie, per category. Mm-hmm. Who's who's our lead actor in this? I mean, the lead actor is De Niro. I mean, I think okay. you because you follow him from beginning to end. I think Nikki starts to develop after you already get Sam developed. Okay. Therefore, for me, it's it's De Niro. Okay. Um, best actor is won by Nicolas Cage for Leaving Las Vegas. Oh boy. Uh, other nominees are Richard Dreyfus and Mr. Holland's Opus, Anthony Hopkins in Nixon, Sean Penn in Dead Man Walking, and Massimo Choisi in The Postman. Well, I've never seen The Postman, and he's the only one I don't know, so I w- I would be fine replacing him with De Niro. Knock him out, De Niro's in. But al- also, that is a quite the list of actors right there. Cage, Dreyfus, Hopkins, Penn. I, I, I think Mr. Holland. I'm glad he was nominated for Mr. Holland's Opus. I like that movie. It's his, I mean, it's what an opus. Yeah. Uh, best Actress, Sharon Stone is nominated, playing Ginger. Uh, Susan Sarandon wins for Dead Men Walking. I got to see Ooh. that movie, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth Shue in Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, Meryl Streep in The Bridges of Madison County and Emma Thompson in Sense and Sensibility. Uh, I've actually and not seen Dead Man Walking either. Meryl Streep uh, wins, uh, get nominated for just walking down the street. Walking down the street. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I can't speak to it. She's, she's Saren Stone's very deserving winner if, if, if she were to have won. You know, we should do, you know, what, you know, we do, we, we, I think we chose Wild Wild West down the road. Uh, I'm going to dump that. I'm going to put in uh, Dead Man Walking. I think we need one that we need, neither of us have seen. I think that'll be fun. I, I think, well, 
I, I, I actually think we should do a very bad movie. I don't think that's a very bad movie, Rick. Uh, then I think we need to do that fucking episode. <laughs> Come on, man. That I actually, I actually, I do want to do Wild Wild West. I really, All right, well, I we'll figure we, it out. We'll I think I have a lot, and Chris is on the episode as well. So, we, like, I think we uh, good. This is going to be like have a, a, yeah, a lot to say about that. Good, a handicap match. <laughs> I um, know it's considered to be bad, but I liked it. <laughs> Wiki Wow. Uh, best supporting actor is one by. Kevin Spacey for the usual suspects. Yeah, makes sense. That's, that's a tough one. Uh, James Cromwell's nominated in Babe, Ed Harris in Apollo 13, Brad Pitt in 12 Monkeys, and Tim Roth in Rob Roy. Now, do we think Pesci deserves a nomination here? Because he did get nominated and won for Goodfellas in a very similar role. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean... Here's the thing. I, I don't know that Pesci is a supporting performance. I think he's, I don't know. I think he's like, I think he's a co-lead. It's, it's tough because it's very like, okay, that's fine. It's yeah. It's, it's a tough question. It's, it really is like, obviously like the performance is excellent, but it's like, where do you slot him in? Right. I'm fine with him not being there. Honestly. Okay. And yeah, I don't think there's anyone for supporting actress in this that we want to consider. Um, all right. So now we come to the most important part of the show. And that is when I'm going to throw 30 seconds on the clock. And Derek is going to tell us why. Casino is the greatest movie of all time. Derek, are you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Casino, Martin Scorsese, 1995. I think this movie is the greatest movie of all time because it has Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci in it. And those are the two best, two of the best actors of all time. I love this story. I think it's great. I'm glad that it's three hours long. Sometimes I just want to sit and veg out and just watch a huge long movie that just makes me laugh and, and makes me have fun. And it's super dramatic and the, the performances are a lot of fun. So there you go. Fuck yourself. All right, 27 seconds before you told us to fuck ourselves. Uh, By yeah. the way, if anybody has not heard this, go to YouTube and type in Joe Pesci rap. And it's basically Joe Pesci as a mafiosa character. And he like, just, just there's a whole entire like five minute rap song. And it is one of the most entertaining things you will ever hear. I mean, I promise. I, I, I promise. I sincerely hope Daniel Stern comes in as a uh, as like a, a featuring Daniel Stern on this this song. And they rap together and be wonderful. No. Uh, so that's been our episode on Casino. Uh, let's talk about what we have coming up on the show, and that uh, is when we next week, my cousin Vinny, we complete the Pesci challenge. Yep. Complete the Pesci challenge hell yeah it's gonna be a very fun episode can't wait for that one of course my brother anthony will be a guest on that episode first guest in a little while so looking forward to that um then i should say somewhere in here i think we may have a a little bonus episode that may drop i think uh friend of the show chris monopani and i are gonna break down some of the uh, the Oscar nominees and give our predictions and stuff like that. So uh, should uh, you know keep an eye out for that one. Not exactly sure when that's coming out, but before the uh, before the ceremony. Um, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll cap off the month of March 
going back to De Niro, actually bringing in Pat, uh, bringing in Pacino, and that of course is heat. We're feeling the heat. Oh, time, oh, time to get Pacino back in. Seasonably warm. We're feeling the heat, and then April. April's big. April's huge. Gigantic. April, I would say, is super because, of course, I shouldn't say of course because the first time we're doing it, but it's a theme month. It is superhero month. And we're kicking it off with an origin story, maybe the best origin story, one of the best origin stories, I think. Batman begins. And then, wait. And then another origin story. The origin story of the biggest series in movie history. And that is Iron Man. We're going to welcome Michelle Forciardi back to the show for yep. that one. She's excited. I just talked to her about it. Excellent. So keep an eye out for all that fun stuff coming up on this show. Derek, what do you have coming up on the greatest album of all time? Yeah, we recently put out, um, well, we did Asia by Steely Dan was the last episode and surprisingly the numbers on that went way up. I was a little bit nervous because I didn't know if a lot of people were into Steely Dan like I was, but the episode's doing really well. Um, but next episode, I believe Gier and I are doing the velvet underground and Nico by the velvet underground is their first album. Uh, we'll be talking about Andy Warhol a lot. Cause he basically like took over as like the manager of that band for a while. And apparently, uh, one of the singers, Nico, I think she's like a crazy racist and Nazi. So I'm excited to talk oh, about nice. that one. Good. Should be a lot of fun and talk about the Velvet Underground and why they were important in the 60s. So should be a lot of fun. Excellent. Looking forward to that one. Uh, do you want to thank you so much for listening to all of our shows uh, on, on our greatest podcast network of all time, let's say. Um, check that out. Keep an ear out. Uh, we, we love having you uh, as listeners. We very much love our audience. Uh, reach out to us on social media if you want to chat. We're always happy to hear from fans. And uh, I, of course, for the show, have been your favorite co-host. Among your favorite co-hosts. The co-host you enjoy. You're okay with me. You might not like me. You probably hate me. I'm fine. Rick Barrasso. And I, your co-host... By the time I'm getting out of jail, you'll probably be getting out of your coma. And guess what? I'll crack your fucking head open again, Boski. And that's that.